What's up everyone? Welcome to the Brewer Market Podcast. Today's episode will be hosted by me, Rakshit, because my co-hosts Shashank and Pranay have straight up ditched me. <laughs> But nevertheless, we're having an amazing episode for you today as we have a special guest in house, Harsh Kedia, aka Chef Kedia, who's one of my favorite chefs and the founder of the company A Diabetic Chef. And we are going to talk in lens about the buzzing health industry healthy foods industry so what's up harsh how are you hey rakshad i'm super stoked to be a part of your podcast i can't wait to spill some tea some beans some cocoa and some everything about healthy foods <laughs> and yes it should be fun and exciting i'm really really excited look at oh, the excitement man. yeah i can see that i can feel the excitement love that love the energy you know what usually in my pod- in these podcasts I do it with my co-hosts, and they're all dead most of the time. So at least for the first time, I'm getting like this great amount of energy from you, from my co-hosts. Yep. So yep. let's begin. Yes. So before we start, so just let uh, could you tell the listeners more about you, your journey, and how you got into this industry? Um. Okay. Is so essentially. my my name is harsh kedia i'm a chef um i've been trained as a chef i've worked in the hospitality industry for about 8 years now um i've worked with many chefs across the globe i've worked with many cafes restaurants bars pubs pop-ups flea markets etc um very closely with food um which sort of always had me inclined and hooked on the fact that i want to be all you know in and around food at all points of time uh in the space of food rather um i've been medically diagnosed uh, like i've been diagnosed with diabetes for the last about 10 years now and it has been a very long journey uh to sort of be uh, battling a disorder disease that repels you and puts you away from your favorite uh, facet of life which is food because diabetes uh brings back a lot of restrictions that are very specific uh to food so to fight those uh restrictions to fight stigma society uh, doctors and their um recommendations back in like i'm talking like 10 years back yeah. uh together sort of brought in uh my journey as a chef as a diabetic chef as a person um who loves food as a person who's passionate about food and business and entrepreneurship so this has been a very overall journey um a long month though man i love that like how you used these things these problems that you had like whatever the uh, this thing doctors and everything and everyone told about you and about your problems you used that uh, and you powered through it and you're create and you're actually like making a difference right even for others even for others people who cannot really enjoy such foods your your products and your food is making a difference absolutely um the idea of starting the brand was basically to bridge that gap mm-hmm. of um unavailability yeah um and quality like quality uh, access in india right? like especially in india you don't see so many uh that diabetic friendly of course you see sugar free sugar free and everything yeah. but those have their problems as well absolutely 100% i agree with you on that um there are like a lot of bands that have started claiming uh, very openly uh, you know about being uh, 
insulin sensitive and about being diabetes friendly and about being low glycemic index and about being no added sugar and being sugar free and uh, lesser sugar etc mm-hmm. i think most to all these claims are very uh, discounted because people don't understand the implications of health mm-hmm. and the impact of what they're putting out in the market that can be sort of uh, affecting a larger audience yeah because everything is so well packaged as of today everything is so well branded and labeled that people end up buying it yeah the repercussions of those products on the person's health is understood later and mm. then there's a sort of distrust that is sort of mistrust uh, blanketly served on all brands on all brands so say Definitely. if yeah. an xyz brand fucks up all of us have to suffer and bear the brunt of it saying that all indian health brands are so and so yeah yeah that's what but then then how's your brand different like i mean i'd like to know more this actually we're a very honest company uh-huh. uh in terms of everything that we sort of put out on the market mm-hmm. and we're also a very inclusive company in general so i'll give you both first the honesty part and then the inclusivity yeah. um honesty because we don't use more than 6 7 ingredients in a product okay. now you know when you go to market and you mm-hmm. turn the package around for any food item yeah. and if you see more than 6 or 7 ingredients then you should be worried mm. because then it'll have some preservatives it'll have some additives it'll have some food color it'll have some blah 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 and then what will happen is that uh, you'll just be like oh it's a bigger brand maybe that's why it has xyz things you know what i mean yeah so our brand is different in two ways that a it is an inclusive company it's an inclusive brand mm-hmm. be where an honest brand now honesty comes when uh, you just don't make claims but you justify and substantiate those claims with your labels mm-hmm. what i mean by that is that the claims are things that you see in the front of the label of a product suppose you see um, a no sugar added or you see a sugar free or you sh- you see a low gi or an insulin sensitive product etc etc mm-hmm. um when you turn the product out turn around turn it around and see the nutrition label Yeah. When you see a no sugar added product, that product might have 38 grams of natural sugars exactly. out of 100. Exactly. I've seen that. Yeah. So what what happens in this entire situation is that the brand is being a dishonest but honest brand. Dishonest in terms of ethic and principle. Honest in terms of claim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're morally ethically wrong when you're making yeah. such claims and you're twisting words and using them. Yeah. there was a point of running a healthy brand first second is that you know a lot of brands start using chemical names mm-hmm. for additives and preservatives mm-hmm. yeah you would have seen ins3357 or something like that for example okay now you don't know what that means yeah it might just mean sulfuric something yeah so as a consumer you'll just be like ha theek hai isme ye hai this has this is this Haan. and for say maltodextrin or for like a certain um chemical compound hmm a name has been used or something or the other has been used or something or the other so that basically doesn't mean anything it just means that the more number of ingredients are making the product more complicated yeah no? then why are they doing so i mean like why is this happening um because brands are entering the market of the healthy market because it's a market for them Yeah. Not because they are serving a community, and I feel special underserved markets are a very community-based market. Yeah. That course. makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. 
yeah so when we started a diabetic chef as a community mm-hmm. it was clearly uh, there to serve the diabetic people across the country mm-hmm. across the globe in the form of a blog mm-hmm. so the models and the principles of the company then were also to help to serve a larger community and to make sure that people don't go without dessert got it people don't miss out on their cravings the company has evolved in the last 9 years our yeah. principles and the models are literally the same you know wow yeah. we haven't changed uh-huh. much yeah i mean that's that's how it should be right but then i mean i think uh brands also change once they get investors in and everything because that's what i've noticed with most of the things like they start off with these high moral principles that we won't do this we won't do that but once they get an investment then they are subjugated to like whatever the investor tells them to do and they have to make profits and they have to deliver and these targets and to do that they start cutting like they start uh, cost cutting and they start using these uh the same methods that you mentioned right yeah so already what there was a very senior uh, mm-hmm. as he's renownedly like well renowned and known as he's one of the top rather billionaires of the world uh-huh. i had the had the honor of meeting him for like a dinner Okay. And uh, he had said once that if you're a startup and if you're a company, the one thing that a lot of startups and companies sort of miss out is they give a majority stake of the company and voting rights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel that if there are certain veto powers that need to be withheld in mm-hmm. terms of uh, taking decisions for the brand, mm-hmm. startups should be able to hold it back, and that is something I'm going to try my best till my till my point of breaking. Mm-hmm. to not give out my majority voting uh, in the company and to not let any investor you, even who's coming on board in the term sheet also let them know that these are the brand values and ethics and ethos yeah and this is something that we can't change because that's why we exist that's great man like i love that all the best to you for that and to all our listeners also like i mean they could use this tip as well <laughs> yeah So let's talk about the health the yeah. sector right now like how yeah. is the sector doing in India like according to you because I uh, I read this uh, this news where they said that it's a 30 billion market in the next 5 years it's going to grow into that and there's a lot of buzz going around uh, the healthy foods industry right so what's your take on that and uh, like what does it mean for the industry with these figures and with these numbers um essentially the the market is going to be growing yeah. right now these are guesstimates these are numbers that have come in yeah. as people figures that this market might have mm-hmm. they there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of scope of growth for the diabetic market for the vegan, uh, the, the healthy sugar free vegan keto market mm-hmm. it's ever expansive why because people are making healthier choices today Mm-hmm. so the numbers with an estimate of what we project as uh, the number of people with diabetes in the future hmm. there will be a lot of facets that will be added you know d- did you know rakshit that the foods that most people with diabetes consume are the same food people like women with pcos should be consuming oh, i didn't know that okay so pcos okay. and diabetes are extremely similar uh-huh. both of them are result of insulin resistance mm-hmm. in a way or the other where women with pcos also are not supposed to consume sugar because it causes like insulin resistance as a spike of glucose level so management of pcos reversal of pcos reversal of type 2 diabetes is pretty similar hmm okay so what 
we are doing as a market is right now that we are tar- targeting like very specific smaller parts of it while the chunk of the market is a lot much larger exactly yeah absolutely yeah so, so the scope would, is endless yeah exactly like so how are you going to tap into that market because i've seen that uh, like i mean at least whatever from whatever i've come across most of the foods in these healthy food industry are very expensive right and and at large in india the like the sizable portion of india is in the second tier or third tier cities wherein people can't really afford to pay so much for food so how how do you think brands and how are you planning to make your food more accessible so i'll be honest with you yeah um what what's happening is that my product mm-hmm. is an indulgence mm-hmm. it's a confectionery and indulgence mm-hmm. now the fact that people with diabetes are my audience yeah uh the cost of manufacturing these products to serve an underserved market with a special health need plus quality assurance to factor in all of this and then create yeah it's an expensive affair of course so even with the least pricing that i've in the market with like bare minimum margins perhaps just to run infrastructure Hmm. My cost, like my MRP of the product, will still be at least five times of what a quote-unquote sugar product will be in the market. The ones that you are used to since we are yeah. since you whatever you've been eating since you were children or you've been eating since you were very young or like hmm. stuff like that. Hmm. For example, a five rupee chocolate. Yeah, you know we know we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. The the comparative between five rupee chocolate. Yeah. And manufacturing a 5 gram which is a namesake of the same brand, variety hmm. the cost of manufacturing is nothing less than 8 to 20x for example i can make that little bar of chocolate for say 50 paisa 1 buck hmm. for me the cost of making those 5 grams can go from 8 rupees to 20 rupees yeah because it's an expensive affair so is there no way to like reduce the price is there no scope at all like in the future what do you think there is of course like there's higher economies of scale uh-huh. i have to really like uh be able to like push our production scale from an artisanal product to a machine made product from like uh a small scale setup to an extremely large industrial setup that being said that will help us uh, control cost to a certain way hmm but material cost can't change as much no like yeah suppose cocoa beans do cost me say for example 500 hmm. rupees yeah the cost of cocoa beans if i buy 100 kg to 1 ton can go from 500 rupees to 450 tops 420 yeah but then apart from that change of like say 20% where am i going to cut costs exactly yeah you need the to- labor the labor cost can go down when the production is so high that will be compensated with buying machinery Yeah, exactly. Machinery and all. Yeah. So it's a long shot. Hmm. So at the point, at this point, it's very difficult to even think of coming up with a further lower range of products because right now the ones we've just released hmm. are super affordable. They're hundred and forty bucks. They're still like premium. They're dark. They're darkish. How do you think? Okay, hypothetically, like if there's a brand in the healthy food space, how do you think they can like expand to the tier two and tier three cities? Is the is this the only way, or is there any other thing that you have that you think could work out? In tier three cities and tier two cities, also mm-hmm. the 
the income parity is very high yeah say we we looking at exactly. either extremely affluent people who live in the tier 2 and tier 3 or we have like people who are working at sustenance mm-hmm. so looking at extremely affluent people in these tier 2 tier 3 cities they're already transacting with us hmm okay and people living at sustenance with diabetes they have issues in terms of purchasing power for medication for diabetes for diabetes uh, yeah yeah so okay. going down that road and figuring out ki ha ek din hame aisa koi product banana hai jo wo kha sakenge ha bechare ko dawai kharidne ke paise ka problem ho raha hai wahi ha wo bhi hai to unko how are you uh, pushing hmm. a product that's an indulgence that can be a trade off for them to have a meal for the entire household true Okay, now let's come back to the tier one cities, like your major market. And yeah. so, tell me, like, how has uh, the similar, how has your growth been? Like, have you seen because I read somewhere that the demand for health and wellness has increased drastically during the pandemic? Absolutely, hundred percent. Seventy percent of the people, like, I mean, Indians said that they would focus on health and wellness and such kind of products rather than going for the traditional. Uh, non in this space here uh, products right so how has that impacted your business um so to be honest uh it's been great we started during the lockdown yeah like the brand sort of set up during the pandemic acha okay so we are a pandemic baby we started in 2022 or uh, 2020 love it and we've had like a really long journey with the company since then to now mm-hmm. uh we've seen a spike of people's awareness hmm and we've also seen a spike of brands coming up for the same market yeah so you know on that note like i want to ask you like when you saw such competition like how how are brands trying to differentiate like what have you seen uh, i mean unrealistic claims yeah like <laughs> like yeah. it's so it's so your your diabetes <laughs> Cure your diabetes was one of them. Cure PCOS with our chocolate, with our drink, with our this, with our that. And I was like, buddy, you really got it wrong. This is really not how it works, and this is not how it's going to work. You know. So then, uh, like, I mean, like, then how do brands? So what do you think? Like, what do you think? Like, what are you trying to do to differentiate, and how are you trying to capture the market? Like, when so many people are jumping into the space. and the uh, market is also growing what's happening then um so what's happening is that the taste and the the taste the texture the quality the 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 product in general mm-hmm. that we have created is safe to say superior yeah in terms of the in terms of the quality and the taste and the texture and like the packaging the experience overall in general now you may find another chocolate of 40 grams in the market for 120 bucks also yeah which we will probably sell at 170 or 230 hmm but it's a chocolate you're indulging into it price <laughs> is not the only factor that you can look you look at right when you're retransacting when you're going back to buy yeah most of our competitors have a problem of taste Mm-hmm. People are like it is chalky, it is cakey, it has an aftertaste, it is very minty. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, it's very yeah. It has a weird uh, texture, especially these healthy bars that I've tasted. 
they they have uh, a very off putting texture and like off putting taste as well correct yeah now my problem is simple you are selling a chocolate hmm you are selling a you are selling an indulgence you are selling a confectionery yeah how do you expect people to like it if you're going to make it taste like that exactly yeah so that is where we sort of kick in and we're like okay so we know that like at least 25% of our customers purchase from us again hmm which is a very high repeat customer ratio for some hmm. of our products so do tell me like how are brands trying to capture the market while this there's a surge of competition right how are you and how are other brands trying to capture the market of you you know what i feel as a company as an organization now that i look back it sort of sticks to my belief that we've never brought another brand down trying to push ourselves up or mm-hmm. like to game up or like to no me doing those mcdonalds versus burger king stuff yeah, yeah. we don't i don't believe in that although uh-huh. like you know if i say it out in public there'll be a larger impact to it say if i pick a brand and i'm like brand ka aisa hai brand ka aisa hai mm-hmm. it'll have a great sense of impact because of my audience mm-hmm. so i have never compared like an xyz brand to our brand knowing why our brand is better like i have acknowledged the fact that i know why the brand is better in terms of product quality and everything ingredients that we use um because i make it myself yeah most of these brands who are product sellers yeah don't have background of nutrition or food they are people from finance investment backgrounds huh. who have a lot of money yeah <laughs> who want to get to free because it's a flourishing fancy mm. world to be in but they have no idea of what it goes in so mm. their definition of good taste is their definition of taste not the market requirement hmm you know yeah. like i like this cookie now this cookie has to be a product ha huh. but proof your god goddamn cookie let 100 oh. people have it let them taste it. let them tell you second is that um, they don't hire competent people in their teams hmm like don't hire like junior chefs and junior nutritionists and junior food scientists to evaluate your product and tell you that it's good ha huh. because the the money that you save at that point while producing it mm-hmm. a lot more than that you'll have to pay up as a price yeah to the industry to your customers to the the department like an fssai to like a doctor or to anything that can affect someone's health ha huh. because you've cut out on your edges and you've trimmed your pockets exactly yeah. while producing it you don't know the long term implications of it Yeah. next is that they are very stringent as to mujhe itne cost nahi chahiye ha like i want my product to be made at like 5 rupees and i have seen this for people who come to me for consulting ha i want a very brilliant product for 30 rupees i said how much you want to sell it for they like 300 bucks okay yeah they want that huge margin my industry doesn't flourish on very uh, wide margins ha it's very contrary to popular belief But the FMB industry is high margins. We barely make money, and mm-hmm. this is in dining, like in restaurant dining plus packaged foods, because the cost of manufacturing a product is not just the cost of manufacturing it in terms of raw materials. 
So there are thresholds of how much should be there, how much should not be there, etc. But no people are overriding those also and lying about that also. पीछे कुछ लिखा है, आगे कुछ लिखा है और बेच रहे हैं लोग। But there are no ratings as such. Like I mean, like yeah. out of five and all that, like those star ratings and things. Because I read somewhere like there was something that's coming up. I don't know. Um, this is something that I'm not explicitly aware of, so I wouldn't want to comment on it. ठीक है and texture and everything yeah the question that came into my mind was isn't that a very uh, like i mean for people to come and get take your product then taste it isn't that a very long process what it else is. yeah it's a long yeah, so customer that, journey yeah exactly like how do you how do you shorten that customer journey like i mean what are you doing in that space like i mean what are your strategies marketing strategies i know like uh-huh. things you might not want to reveal but at least like whatever you're doing 
you know i feel like a lot of our customers and a lot of our buyers are our publicists uh-huh say tomorrow you come and buy our product yeah so, or for example the other day when you had our chocolate bro i did not i wanted your chocolates remember i told you dude i was looking for your chocolates but i could not oh, find yeah, them yeah correct but when we were sitting ah uh, you were not there that time yeah okay so we'll crop this part out yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay. um, so there were people who sort of had our products and they were like uh-huh. pretty impressed and stuff and then they went and they spoke about it to their friends uh-huh. and those friends bought it and then their friends recommended it to a family and then they bought it and then they bought it and then they uh-huh. bought it and then they uh-huh. bought it so I think it's a very long chain mm-hmm. that we've sort of been able to pull pull in for mm-hmm. our consumers mm-hmm. of course it's not the only way to do but yeah. I think it's a very good strategy to yeah. to uh you know work around and to sort of um hmm. grow the company and grow the brand in terms of sales and pushing it yeah uh that sort of reduces our um, first line hmm. of uh, like reduces the chain yeah till the time a customer tries a product second is that uh we do believe in um community engagements also uh uh-huh. So right now that is something that we're exploring where we meet communities, we talk about our product, we share mm-hmm. samples, and we do like smaller conversations that translates into like a certain order in some way or the other. Mm-hmm. For example, the other day I made someone taste one of our coconut chocolates. The gentleman went the next day and bought eight bars. Wow. <laughs> okay. And then took pictures and sent it to me. And those eight bars he's given it to his friends and family who've gone and further purchased it. Yeah. So it's a chain reaction. It's a chain reaction. Yeah. उसके अलावा ट्रेडिशनल मेथड्स हैव ऑलवेज बीन हाउ दे आर दे जस्ट गेटिंग मोर डिफिकल्ट टू वर्क विद लाइक फेसबुक इंस्टाग्राम गूगल एप्स हां हाउ इज कंटेंट बीन हेल्पिंग यू लाइक आई मीन यू वर अ पार्ट ऑफ द लिंक्डइन फॉर क्रिएटर्स प्रोग्राम एंड एवरीथिंग एंड लाइक एंड यू मेंशनड आल्सो दैट वेयर इन यू यूज कंटेंट यू मेड पोस्ट्स अबाउट योर प्रोडक्ट्स एंड दैट्स हेल्प्ड यू विद सेल्स एज़ वेल सो हाउ इज दैट बीन गोइंग एंड इज दैट समथिंग दैट ब्रांड्स कैन लेवरेज एज़ वेल um आई फील स्टोरी टेलिंग इज मोर इंपॉर्टेंट दैन um hard pushing and hard selling mm-hmm. for brands especially mm-hmm. and that is another thing that sort of lacks with a lot of brands they don't have a story yeah yeah the company acha branding hai but wala story kya who is your founder yeah the the who question is very important when it comes to brands who is your brand yeah who is the founder who are you selling to who are you looking mm-hmm. at so mm-hmm. the who translates into a story that needs to be shared and put out you know earlier i hadn't probably put out so much content on my linkedin say or to uh you know um do things on those lines got it ha huh. so i started sort of doing it for my uh personal brand and yeah. for dynamic chef yeah and a uh, bunch of things like that you know yeah i mean like my story when i put it out there it's a great opportunity for us also ha huh. it becomes easier like for you because you can assume your your brand is can also be associated with you very well right like i mean yeah. that's yeah. why you're able to do it and yeah. i mean i think other brands if they if even if they don't have that kind of story or personal level story at least they have to i mean i don't know if fabrication is the right word to use but at least like yeah. understand your audience and relate it to them their needs mm. probably correct yeah So okay we've spoken in lens about these things let's talk about what are the challenges that you're facing while growing your brand right now um 
my team building is the most difficult part about my brand right now totally man i can understand like i can imagine how hard it is to build a team because i've been doing that for grow your market as well and to find the right people is so fucking hard dude and the challenge doesn't end there the retention of your team also hmm. is so difficult exactly yeah and around growing a team yeah you know there's this whole stretch and throw happening for me like the team sort of grows stretches and then it throws out yeah hmm doesn't stay doesn't exist it doesn't like last too long and i have tried putting my head uh into it and i've been trying to think maybe i've done something maybe this is maybe that but i think it's just a leadership challenge hmm like it's something that most companies face yeah that is uh, head hunting you know mind hunting rather what am i saying head hunting head hunting <laughs> mind yeah. hunting and like getting the right minds in the right place for the right work um it's also know? a challenge about as you mentioned right like retaining because once you get them and like once they get comfortable once they understand your brand and what you're doing and everything once they get into the groove itself it takes like about say yeah. even 6 months to a year and then they leave by then right because that's how things are right now in the market like everybody is like acha theek hai ek saal ho gaya like 6 mahine ho gaye like we'll get a better opportunity so yeah. jump yeah yeah right yeah so yeah that what what I mentioned that yeah second is cash flow mm-hmm. in a startup ecosystem in like a company that is starting up mm-hmm. or in a company that is just starting to grow or like expand um every time i sneeze i need a lakh of rupees i feel hmm like yeah. <laughs> some of the other expense comes up some of the other problem comes up some of the other especially in your space there must be so many expenses because ek galti ho gaya then like your whole batch is gone right like i mean if, yeah, if, yeah 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 that know. is wastage there's yeah. compliance yeah. there's metrology there's packaging there's design there's placement there's yeah advertising there's uh, I don't even know. Like I, I can just go. <laughs> Bro, that's what. Like I mean, people say that. Oh yeah, it's really cool to like have a product and like uh, having a startup in the product space rather than like service space. But then there are so many challenges that also come with your product, like in this product space, right? Hundred thousand percent. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is like a large. challenges that we face which is cash flow mm-hmm. now people are just like oh if you don't have cash raise money it's not easy to raise money like yeah. it's not that people are sitting at nbfc and they like acha aap paise leke jao you know <laughs> so yeah amazing yeah so then okay like so that now that we know that what are your challenges that you're facing like what are your advice that you would like to give to or like budding brands or like people who are interested in this industry or want to like break into this industry please have an idea and a prototype uh while you want to get into the industry it's a very flourishing flowery looking very enticing industry and everyone wants to be a part of i know when i read about it i'm like fuck why don't i get into this space like, it sounds so great <laughs> that's exactly what i'm saying you know like sunne mein bahut acha hai Huh. it's fab in terms of like the potential and the growth etc but huh. the bigger but in this situation is simple 
if you don't have a product hmm. you will not survive in this industry definitely if you don't have a sustainable product you won't survive in the industry and if you're not ready for five years of losses you will not survive in this industry Fuck. you have to t- losses don't always have to be financial losses hmm. you are losing a part of your personal life also when yeah. you sign up for an fmb industry because you have to work between 12 to 18 hours minimum in the first one one and a half year of your life yeah i mean like before this before the this thing when we had a call you mentioned like you get a week off every 6 months which is crazy right yeah 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 100% i think i got my last oh i've treated myself twice already i think so i did <laughs> kashmir for a week and i did goa for a week uh, mm-hmm. and a half huh. um but that was like say 20 days off in 8 months isn't that isn't that like a corporate leave situation yeah kind of but then like i mean your working hours is also like drastic right like and work- i was also working while i was in goa yeah then <laughs> no it's not like a corporate uh, leave situation then <laughs> uh anyway yeah <laughs> anyway so that is that um second is when you go to someone um how do i say this uh when you go to someone with an idea or a pitch have mm-hmm. a prototype ready mm-hmm. and when someone's like why don't you have a prototype people usually tell me that i don't have the resources yeah i said if you want to be an entrepreneur you have to figure out resources exactly you can't yeah. come and tell me ki yaar paisa nahi hai to prototype nahi ban sakta uh-huh. there was this very sweet chap who came to me and said he wants to do like a homely tiffin service uh-huh. and he wants to start something of his own um and i said why don't you do it where's your prototype show me a tiffin box idea हां लाइक वो नहीं है आई सेड क्यों नहीं है बोलता है पैसा नहीं है आई सेड जॉब करते हो ना बोलता है हां बट वो खर्चा हो जाता है पैसा आई सेड यही होता है प्रॉब्लम सबको स्टार्टअप करना है एग्जैक्टली हां बट हाउ मच आर यू विलिंग टू पुट इन या आई टोल्ड हिम डोंट ट्रैवल बाय टैक्सी फॉर 5 डेज सेव दैट मनी डोंट ईट आउटसाइड फॉर 10 डेज सेव दैट मनी एनकैप्सुलेट दैट गेट अ न्यू लोगो मेड Huh. Or actually, get it made from someone and then sell it yeah. and try a sample not, model if it works out. It's not works just out. about money, na. Like I mean, like at least leverage your. I'm sure he must be. Or like I mean, I'm sure everybody has their network. Or at least find people like who'll even do it. Like you'll find at least someone who'll do it for free. Or at least talk and like get that done. Because it's yeah, I'm sure like it's gonna be very expensive to start off. Or at least like yeah. create your own. stuff right i mean like learn if you if you don't have the money learn like i mean even if you don't have the resources with respect to like say money at least leverage other things right like i mean either learn how to do it and do it yourself or i mean just use like you might be knowing people at least like i mean what i used to do was like if i know one person who's a designer like i mean let's just take this video shoot video thing that i'm going to start video podcasts I don't have the budget to like hire a videographer and everything but I know this really good friend of mine from college who is into the video thing right now like he's just I saw him on Instagram he's making killer videos I was like bro do you want to like collaborate and he said yeah sure I'll I, I told him like I'll feature you and everything we'll do that once we start making money I'll pay you and he was down for it right I mean that's something that you people could pos- probably like look at right cool No, absolutely. Now imagine you're in a situation where you're running a company. Yeah. Okay. While running a company, you will be thrown challenges at. At that point of time, when you have to spend that money, you have to figure out where to get that money. Mm-hmm. 
um you don't have a choice left at that point of time yeah you know yeah and you have to figure it out so now even before you think ki ha mujhe startup karna hai to create a prototype if you're saying i don't have money how will you face real challenges when you're actually doing this yeah yeah so the basic bit of life hmm. for any startup founder or any uh entrepreneur hmm. is essentially one figure it out yeah everything I, is possible you got to figure it out great and man. don't get comfortable love it what do you mean don't uh, don't get comfortable don't get comfortable in the sense that say you have 100 units sold this week Hmm. And the, your target was ninety. Yeah. Don't get comfortable that you've gotten hundred, so you'll get hundred again. Huh. Yeah. Hundred will go down to twenty in a week's time if you don't put in as much effort. For sure. Yeah. So that sense of comfort should never exist in a startup life. The yeah. minute you start getting comfortable, someone will throw you out of business. Exactly. Like I mean, there's a saying, right? If uh, like imagine that there's someone who is working really hard to take you down and work, and like I mean, that's how you have to imagine. That's how much you have to work hard every single day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Amazing. Love the thoughts. Love everything that we spoke about. Now, yeah. what are your closing thoughts before we end the podcast? Um, I feel that. the flurry flourishing enticing industry mm-hmm. the health food markets yeah uh is a great space to come into mm-hmm. however i feel that if someone does plan to sort of enter and uh venture into the space mm-hmm. you need to be mindful as an individual you need to be honest and mm-hmm. you need to have the right people on board to do it love it okay uh the reasons have been mentioned before the right yeah. people so that you're not misguided or you're not misguiding your customers uh-huh. second is that uh have some form of backing to your claims hmm you know yeah when you when you do go and buy a product from the market and when you do plan to create a product make sure that it's not all in the air it's not have me baat kar liya bol diya ho gaya third is that yeah, like <laughs> don't get comfortable and always you have to uh i'm not a promoter of hustle culture i'm not someone who be like keep working keep hustling uh-huh. but as things stand with all honesty the fnb industry is all about it so if you're not ready to sacrifice your personal life for at least 2 to 5 years in the start yeah. i don't think it's going to work out love it man yeah awesome loved your thoughts thank you thank you so much for being a part of the uh, podcast so absolutely i loved being here yeah so before we end like uh, if people have to find you harsh where do they find you and where do they hit you up you can hit me up on instagram okay. um or on shafashkedia or you can uh, uh, sort of do um Find you your LinkedIn. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. And if uh, any one of you want to find me, you can hit me up on Rural Market, our page, or find me on LinkedIn, Rakshit Chandranath. 